Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Coming up today, week five, getting you set for the college football slate. Bear with us. We're a little all over the place. We got a great prop bet from our buddy Anish Shroff. We got uh, French Open insight from the Bear. We also have Preakness picks from the Bear. We do have some college football picks. They are in there. Trust us. But first, just want to let you guys know. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Treading along, moving along. Week five. Stafford, Stephen, the Bear, alongside. Uh, Bear, how we doing on this week five, getting ready for week five? Improvising and adjusting as most of these teams have to do this uh, this season. We, we had a, a power outage at the house, so we had, we had a scramble in with no, with no internet, no accessibility. So we're, we're, we're sitting at the desk right now recording this. So we're a little frazzled. We're a little behind. We're not as prepared as we normally would be, but we're going to make the best of it. Good, because I have a couple things also, too, that I wanted to get to this week with the slate. Just a couple thoughts on last week. I, I thought we talked about it. Like, you know, the noon slate, there was really a lot to see. You had Florida Ole Miss in that window. You had Auburn, Kentucky going on at the same time. And then over on the Big 12, you got Oklahoma, who, uh, I mean, I don't know what to chalk it up to. I mean, hopefully uh, Rattler doesn't come out with that haircut again. Uh, you, that's, can, you, you, can, uh, you can chalk that up to, to bad defense and, and not having uh... – Remember all these guys that they. I think we talked about it as well. Like not only the, like they all had ability, but they were all experienced transfer guys who had, had played a while and had been through the fire and been through some adversity and were able to able to lead. And all uh-huh. the talent in the world, Spencer Rattler has. He he had ne- he's never been at Oklahoma at least in a situation like that where he's had to pull them out of the fire and, and build from those experiences. So uh, I'm. Curious to see how, what, what way this goes for OU this, this week. Right? That's that's very interesting. Uh, I know you have some numbers on them at, uh, off a loss and, and those against Iowa State. We talked about Kansas State. Coach Kleiman, great job again doing the job. But his old stopping grounds, uh, I, I wanted to touch on here because I'm looking for a line on this game. I want to bet North Dakota State. I don't care <laughs> what it is. This is a one-game show-off for Trey Lance, the star quarterback, who has – I mean, I know it's crazy, and we're going to throw every outlandish comparison, but I've seen Patrick Mahomes' uh, comparisons. I've seen all the other names that you would think would come with a kid that shows as much moxie and, and versatility and arm strength and, and speed and quickness and smarts as he has. They're playing Central Arkansas – we saw Central Arkansas earlier this year uh, against UAB. I watched them. That was uh, UAB's first game. And they actually hung around thanks to a horrible uh, turnover right before the half for UAB. And it ended up being, you know, a close double-digit game, 10-point game. I think it ended a 10-point game. Um, but I, th- I would think this is going to be between, like, 21 and 28. Um, it's on – it's 3.30 Eastern, ESPN+. Plus. Do you have anything? I mean, I would imagine you guys are going to talk North Dakota State and, and Trey yeah, Lance no, we, on the yeah, show. We, this we're week. definitely, yeah, we're definitely going to talk that game. We're we're going to have a piece on Trey Lance, and, and I'm just curious, like, how can you really make a a conclusion? Like, I, I almost wonder if it's fair to the kid and fair to the team to have him just play this one game as kind of a showcase for him. Because I mean, look at the the, the play we've seen in a lot of these opening games. It, it hasn't been great offense. Teams have been out of sync. So, like, like if he plays poorly in this game and doesn't play well, like, are people going to, like, not have a higher uh, opinion of him because of that? Like, I, I just hope, A, I hope he doesn't get hurt, and I hope he goes out and he plays – he just he just plays a, a solid game because if you're going off of one game in the middle of 2020 where this is all they have to prep for, like, I don't know. I mean, I like it. I mean, 
I'm glad the kid's going to get to play. We, we love we love our friends up in Fargo and the Bison. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward forward to, uh, to seeing what he does. But yeah, we're gonna, we're going to talk about him. I think we're going to have uh, Todd McShay on to uh, discuss his uh, his draft possibilities as well. So yeah, that game okay. is absolutely on the uh, high on the radar this week. I can't figure out where I'm going to get a line. It's probably going to be one of those at 11 a.m. Eastern, you know, before everything pops up that you, you get those. So I just wanted to touch on that before we get started. But when you look at that slate for this week coming up, you got Florida again, who was re- – I know it's Ole Miss and they're they're going through changes, but, man, Pitts, I talked about it a lot. <laughs> I, I think the world of Tremble, the tight end at Notre Dame, I think he is going to be an absolute stud because he does everything – but Pitts, it's not even fair. Where you line up on the field, it's a mismatch. He's that quick. He's that good of a route runner. He's that good of a pass catcher. But Trask was phenomenal. Those guys, again, in the noon window against South Carolina. Texas, you got any thoughts on watching? That's your favorite kind of game, right, last week? The, the oh, yeah. Guys in Lubbock. I, actually, Love that. I actually didn't see much of that game at all because that was going on right when getting set to – to leave for the – well, I was always watching the Oklahoma State game because I liked the Cowboys last week, and I was locked into that one. And then I had to leave the hotel to get to uh, Hard Rock Stadium for the Miami FC. So I actually did not see uh, really any of that game. But, you yeah, know, any – You can imagine how it went there. You oh, yeah, imagine. no, I saw this game. You, you know, you know my, how much I love those 67-60 type games. That was – it was just amazing, though, just to, to sit back and, and and see those scores and realize that, Texas Tech very easily could have lost to Houston Baptist. And, and Kansas State lost to Arkansas State and still had guys out. It just goes to show how week in and week out the sport is so freaking crazy. Well, I talked about that, that Houston Baptist game against Texas Tech. I watched that, that game. We worked that Saturday night. I was watching that game. And Baptist did it again. They scored a bunch of points against somebody this past week. But, like, I look at TCU this week, and it's like, all right, Duggan played. You know, at the end of the game, threw a touchdown pass for a cover. Not sure what your line was there. That was yeah, a little dicey. But, like, I like TCU this week against Texas. They're getting 13 points. What did Texas show you that they should be given 13 points? Uh, I have some of this stuff right here. My takeaway is uh, it, it's the, like Texas, you change coordinators, but it's the, it's the same stuff. They still don't have a, a legit running game. Their defense still stinks, and Ellinger is just responsible for – a lot. The entire offensive line, like that number, it's actually down to 11, 11 and a half. Oh wow! Spots too, yes. Yeah, so a, a lot of people are, are on board with you there, but 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 look, wow. I mean, okay. if you look at Texas's last wow. six Big Twelve games as a double-digit favorite, I mean they're one and five against the number, and four of those games were decided by seven points or fewer. So the, the, these big numbers and in, in Big Twelve play are, are typically not the best spots for Texas, and, and I think people are going to see that, that TCU is is dominated the series lately, and I, and I think you are going to see a ton of TCU money, and this might be one of those uh, uh, like like West Virginia became last week, like yeah. Kentucky came, came last week. The Horned Frogs might be one of those underdog with fleas this week, and you might uh, see yourself uh, on, on Texas maybe later in the week as one of those like contrarian-type favorites that oftentimes work out pretty well. What's the percentage chance you're going to have Texas on the board? There's a chance if you, gosh, if you okay. would have asked me on Wednesday last week if I was going to have Oklahoma State on the board, I, I wouldn't have thought there would have been a, a high percentage of that. But once that number like dipped below seven, and the public drove that down yeah. uh, to where it was like everywhere, I was like, you know, I, at that number, I have to play it. Yeah, and, and, and it worked out. Good for you. Did not work out for me. But moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, TCU. Yeah, we're gonna have to keep our eyes on that. I'm filling out my card last night at like two a.m getting off the Van Pelt desk, and I got TCU written down plus 13. I can't believe that's moved a point and a half since yep. uh, I awoke this morning. 11 and a half, 12, wow. That's uh, pretty – but, yeah, TCU won five of the last six against Texas. Uh, since the Big 12 began in 2012, TCU 6-2 versus Texas and 3-1 and one in Austin. Also, we know the home field is not going to have the same weight, but that's a uh, – thing that I feel like we need to bring up every week just in case people want to talk about home and away. Tennessee uh, off that win against South Carolina's at noon. Anything sticking out to you, Pittsburgh, NC State, the noon slate? I wonder if, I mean, NC State, we saw them Oof, go up and down the field on Wake that. Forest. And then, and then last week against a really good, against a much better team, I should say, uh, in Virginia Tech, even despite all of the, 
the issues that, that they wound up having with, with COVID and coaches and, and being out. But like, how many points do you think they're going to be able to score on that pit defense? I mean, it, it, that's a really good defense that that's gotten after the quarterback every single game this, this year. What is it? Seven, seven sacks in each of the last two weeks. And, uh, and, they, and, and their and best it, defensive player opted out. Yeah. And I don't think NC State defensively is, is any great shakes at all. And while, like we said, we don't necessarily love Pitt's offense, uh-huh. uh, I do think that they should be able to have success against NC State. That might be one of those uh, uh, money line parlay games or tease Pitt down to get one of those 10-point parlays, maybe tease Pitt down to four. Uh, just to cover yourself a little bit, and okay, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to lay fourteen, but but I I consider uh, laying four with Pitt or throwing Pitt in a uh, money line parlay because I think that's going to be a a tough ask to, for uh, NC State to go there and win. Very well. You also have an uh, interesting game. Uh, just you mentioned West Virginia, but they host Baylor and uh, that noon slate. I don't think Baylor is going to be able to get a bunch of kickoff returns like they did last week uh, <laughs> against our KU Jayhawks. Thank God for Baylor coming home for a winner for us last week, which I will get to in a little bit regarding Kansas because there's a trend I'm seeing. But um, I don't know. Like, Baylor's offense, I was expecting more. Now, I know it's their first game against Kansas, but the, they get the two kick returns. I think they had another special teams touchdown also. The offense wasn't good. West Virginia's defense, I thought, played well last week. It's just that scoop and score. That scoop and score um, really, really burned them because they started getting a little momentum. I love Neil Brown, but he was really, really stubborn with that rushing attack. 42 rushing attempts for 68 yards. Uh, But I just mentioned that we're not really solved. I mean, they finally got the ball in plus territory, and then a sack and a fumble and a scoop and score really set the tone for Oklahoma State, which – I would like to point out, I have to give them out this week. Sanders is going to, he already practiced on Monday. Uh, so I feel like he's going to be ready to go. It's a, it's a game in Lawrence where I understand uh, there's a lot of things going on with the Oklahoma State team, but it looks like they got the, the one thing that has happened is they haven't played great competition, but their defense has been really good. You always think even in 2020, your defense is going to be ahead of your offense. Oklahoma State seems like they're the only team that that's like a really firm yes. Now, Spencer Sanders didn't play the majority of the first two games. But I just think with him back, you get that offense. Kansas is awful against the run. You get Chuba going against the run. I'm going to lay the 21 with Oklahoma State for sure on uh, Saturday just because I've, I've mentioned it. I've seen Kansas, and uh, there's no bright spots for me. Puka had a couple <laughs> touchdowns, but I'm sorry. I, ju- I just think they're that inferior of a team. I do. You could have stopped your analysis there after you, you said the words, I've seen Kansas. That, 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 that was that, my that, analysis in the column last week. I said, I've seen Kansas. I haven't seen Baylor. I'll take Baylor. That, that, that's what we're in. It's funny. One of our, someone on, on Twitter, are we just blind betting against Kansas again this week? And I'm yes. like, it seems like as good a strategy as any. Because they're great. Yes, is they're the terrible. answer. There will be 10,000 fans allowed at Kansas. Will 10,000 show up? That's a great prop. That's a, that's a great question. Can I steal an Anisha's prop right now as an interruption as well? It's a great number. Now, I would love to see one of our friends, either uh, Chris Andrews or John Murray or, okay. or Nick Bogdanovich or uh, Matthew Metcalf, like with Metcalf, like combined number of wins this year for Rutgers, the Giants, and the Jets over under seven and a half. He's like, is that number too high? And I was like, wow, that's a pretty good number. First of all, I don't know Rucker's schedule off the top of my head. I was going to say, well, what are they? Well, they, what do you what do you combine it for with the Jets and Giants? That's what it comes down to. The Jets aren't winning more than three games. Are either of those teams going to win three? I mean, I have a Giants under six and a half win total bet that I can probably cash right now. Who did Rutgers draw from the? If Rutgers drew, well, they have Maryland, obviously, so they potentially could win that. But hey, unless hey, unless I live they live here now, Terps are back. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Come on. Locks is like, like yeah. They they drew Purdue and Merrill, and they they got they got they got Illinois home. I, I don't think. Oh, that's and, the and, yeah, they're, they're winning one game. Maybe they're winning one game. Maybe they're beating Illinois um, at home. That might be it. They're not going to win at Purdue now with Rondell Moore back, and then it's going to come down to that that December twelfth game at the Snake Pit. That's our last game of the year. <laughs> that could be for everything. 
It could be Ferrari. It could be good people. Although you're going to have a lot of Jets. What I was going to say is the Jets and Giants don't play each other, so that's a tough draw. Who are the Jets beating? They got Denver in the awful game on Thursday night. Maybe they can beat. This this is like their best scenario. Yes. They're they're not beating the Cardinals. They're not winning at the Chargers. They're not beating Buffalo. They're not winning at Arrowhead. They're not beating the Patriots. They're not beating the Dolphins. They got the Raiders. They're not winning at Seattle. They're not winning at the Rams. They got the Browns, who at that point in the year, maybe, who knows. And then they got New England. Like, that's three wins at most. It's three wins at most. I don't even see three. And that's what I'm saying. At most. Holy cow. And, 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 and look, at the, look at the Gigantes. The Gigantes are at the Rams, Oof. at Dallas. I mean, the, the division is, isn't that great. But their non-division games are, are Tampa, at Cincinnati, who's better, at Seattle, Arizona. They're three wins tops, too, probably. Because I still don't think they're good enough to beat Dallas or Philly if Philly gets their act together. Is our guy Anish Shroff going to be a, a, an odds maker soon? That's pretty I, good. I, I, I was pretty good. He found a, a good spot there. Just getting back to Kansas, do you know how many road <laughs> conference games they've <laughs> lost in a row? Isn't it like 43 or something like that? I read last night, 50 straight road losses. Is it? For but they are at home this week, so watch out. But we're still yeah, taking I, I, I guess you, you know what I think 43 might have been? 43 might have been the uh, their overall road losing streak when they won – at Central Michigan a couple of years ago. That might have been the uh, wow. that game that, that snapped that streak. I, I think that's what it was. Okay. More picks in a minute, but first, now back to the pod. What do you think about your game, game day? I don't think there are going to be very many points scored. What are we looking at for a total here? Let me it's ask. higher than I thought. It's higher than you thought. Yeah. 44, 40, 44 and yeah. a half. All right. I saw like, 45 like, and a half last night. Yeah, I see, four, I see ah. a 45. Auburn's offense, to me, Still looks like a whole lot of Bo Nix running around and, and, and throwing the ball up for grabs, hoping Seth Williams comes down with it. Like, like is that going to work against that secondary? I don't know. I mean, their offensive line, I think, had some problems. Are they, are they going to be able to block Georgia? And at the same time, you, you, you look at Georgia's issues on offense. Their offensive line did not look great by any means. What happens if you put J.T. Daniels behind that offensive line? Like, he could be a statue back there, and that could be even – more inefficient than than what they had last week. So, side right now, I have I have no no lean. I would suggest taking the under. And again, maybe you could uh maybe go over up. Uh, maybe you tease that up with that. Maybe you tease pick down to four. You tease the uh, the total up to fifty four and a half in that game with that ten point teaser. I mean, but both teams going to get to twenty seven in this game. I, I don't think so. So yeah. uh, maybe that's maybe that's two of your uh, your three plays in a ten point teaser. What's the percentage chance you think Daniel starts? Uh, less than 50. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, all right, so you'll be in Athens. Our uh, highly thought of producer has a question for you about game day. How are you going to do with uh, your wardrobe this week? I saw you hurting at the beginning <laughs> last week. It was unbelievably humid. I was done. Did make the suggestion this week for the, uh, the portable AC unit, the portable fans. So hopefully there will be something. It did get a little bit better later in the show because there was a little bit of breeze at start of it. I was, I was completely done, and um, that, that I was I was a mess, and I admit it. And I'm glad everybody had fun with it. I had fun with it. Hey, it, it is what it is. Thirty years ago, twenty eight years ago, I I could handle that humidity down there. These days, uh uh-uh. uh, I'm I'm not built for that anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> that's a, that's another reason why I think I like uh, the Dolphins to cover this week. See who they're playing? Now, it's, it is the worst thing to do in the NFL, or second thing the worst. Worst is betting against Mahomes, but the other worst is betting against Russell Wilson. But I just – that's a weird, weird line, uh, six and a half, seven with the Dolphins. Just throwing it out there, letting the people know. You, oh, by, by the Seattle, way – Seattle coming see- all the way down to Miami. On Wednesday right now, we're taping this, 12.15 p.m. Eastern. Is there anything you could say would be – will be on the board Saturday? No. I can make a case for Iowa State, and I know I know I'm going to get laughed at and mocked. No, go and, ahead. And, give the, and, give and those I, numbers I, if I, people I, haven't seen them on Twitter. And I and I, and I almost like I, I almost want to put them on the board on Saturday just so the guys can just absolutely crush me and laugh at me. But if you're giving me seven points with Iowa State, and it seems like when I put those numbers out there, 
Uh, most people on Twitter have decided that they're, they, they're going to lay the points with Oklahoma. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, remember last year it was the exact same situation. Oh, Oklahoma's not going to play terrible two weeks in a row. Oh, they'll win. The Iowa State game last year in Norman came the week oh. after the State game. Oh, they're a big a big favorite, and they lose. They're going to bounce back and, and win easily the next week. Like, if you look at the, the four games under under Matt Campbell that Iowa State has played Oklahoma, they've covered all of them, been a double-digit underdog every time, and they won one of the games, and the other game was so it's the other game was the one-point loss last year, but with the two-point conversion. So Iowa State's been in this situation. They've been really good as a home dog. 10-2 as a home dog with five straight covers, a couple of outright wins. This is the spot that, that Iowa State really excels in. It's not those games where they're favored and people try and catch on to them. And, and so, they, I don't know. I know Purdy had that bonehead play last week, and, and, but their offense played better. Uh, de- defensively, uh, I still think they're, they, they – I think they stack up well with Oklahoma. Oklahoma couldn't run the ball last week against yeah. Kansas State. I mean, that that was really telling to me. Their offense is going to be relying on on Rattler running around trying to make plays with his arm again, and they're not able to to, to keep the Iowa State off the field against it. How many times did we have it be like, shame on once? I mean, it's the same Oklahoma defense. They allowed almost eight yards of play against Kansas State. They're terrible. Right now, I'd say give me Iowa State, plus, especially at a, uh, at a solid seven. I, mean, okay. I, I can't guarantee that that's going to be on the border in the column, but like 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 right now, I, I everything I see points to Iowa State because I mean Oklahoma's been a, a, a terrible, terrible yeah. team. Like they, or they're overvalued. They haven't covered eight of the last nine, ten of the last twelve. It, it's like people just automatically, oh, I'll lay it with Oklahoma, I'll lay it with Oklahoma. Like, it, it ain't been going too well for you if you've been doing that. Bear, we've been all over the place, and it's just yeah. tough. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. It's so hard. Like, I have all these things written down, and then, like, the littlest thing gets you sidetracked because you're like, did you see that? You know, we got baseball playoffs going on. Uh, we'll get to Shane Bieber in a bit. I know you have some thoughts on him. But we got NBA tonight. I'm in on the heat. I got them at a great price, I thought. It's close to plus 400. I haven't heard um, one person, like, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but, like, everyone who's, like, making a bet on the series has taken the heat. Yeah, see, I don't think they're actually taking them. I think everybody's trying to hype it up, and then when it comes down to it, they're either picking or they're taking. Or you know what? They won't bet the series, but they'll say, "Oh, Lakers in seven. That's what it is. My money's on the Heat. I believe in this team. If you go back, look. I said Rockets Heat when the bubble started. I got one half home. Uh, but anyway, unbelievable. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just getting <laughs> angry now. I, I'm checked as we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Inter Milan three and three nil. 30th fourth oh. medic great that's perfect but now, now, yesterday i had a 140 plus 145 dog who was up one nil on the 60th minute red card then wind up losing 2-1 and now now Kalu in, in estonia the team that's one of the better teams in estonia red card against tulevik so now now i have to hope they score because i got i got Kalu in a big money line parlay so uh i need right. them to step up and win We'll keep our eyes on that. Maybe if we got a stringer, if we could get a stringer for that game. I was going to say, call yeah, in an update. Say, yeah, Travis, who, we got, who do we have in Talon <laughs> that can uh, call in and give us updates on that match? Uh, um, like I said, I've always been a guy trying to get, you know, find these lines out on Sunday, and then it just feels like Sunday after I leave, our sports center set, Monday morning, some of these numbers are totally different. Like I actually saw somebody offshore last week post – Alabama minus 21 against Missouri. I was like, that is a steal, <laughs> an absolute steal. But anyway, so the first number I saw with, th- with this game that I jumped on this week was the over in Charlotte and FAU. I just went off of what we've seen from Charlotte and knowing what I think we're going to see from FAU. I expect a high scoring game. They opened that number at 58. I jumped on it. Now it's at 62 and a half. I think it's a little high uh, to there throw out there now. Back. Buy it back, middle, four-point middle. I'm not, you know what my record is in trying to middle things bear in my life? I think oh, all oh, for 177. <laughs> Never, ever have I ever middled anything. So, I under, I, you guys that do it, and I, I, I understand. You guys, when you do it, it's, there's nothing better. I've tried, and I don't like it because I don't like keeping – throwing money out the window um but that's what something i jumped on the one game i will say i'm definitely going to give out smu 
this was a game day game last year, right? Memphis, SMU. Yep. All right, this week, on Bill Street. this week it's it's in Dallas. I've watched SMU. I think they have elite offensive talent on their side. Now this is going to be a five and a half hour game, so buckle up. All right, Memphis hasn't played since September 5th when they beat Arkansas State. We know what Arkansas State did after that. I get that. But I just looked at the quarterback. I, I love Bichelle, what he's done since he's come, uh, come over from Texas. He threw for over 3,900 yards, 34 scores last year. And then the guy on the other side who scares me, obviously, is Brady White. I feel like no one talks about these two quarterbacks. Brady White's going to have over over 8,000 yards and, and probably – close to 80 touchdowns or over 80 touchdowns in his career after this season. Memphis did win 54-48 last year. As you mentioned, you guys were there. But I'm going to take a shot with SMU here. They're, they're, they're in familiar rounds. Memphis got to travel again for the first time after not playing for in over a month or close to a month it's going to be. And like I said, the Robertson kid, I absolutely love at wide receiver. I think he's an NFL guy. Bentley's been tremendous. I understand they haven't played the best competition. But I'm going to take a shot with, uh, with SMU as a dog here um, at home, catching two and a half. So, uh, and plus, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for the uniforms. They're probably going to have the nice blue, you know, with the pony. Um, I, I love those uniforms. So, we're going to take a shot here with Sonny Dykes and the boys. I can get behind that. All right. I can get behind that. I, the one thing that scares me, though, is like this could be a la the, the Louisville-Miami uh, line where I could see SMU being favored at kickoff, and then it's like, oh, boy. So let's jump on it now as we're the dog. Well, the, well, the, uh, the, the thing with the, the Miami-Louisville is ultimately the, mon- the money was right. Miami closed oh, yeah, no doubt. A- as a favorite. So that, that could – a lot of times I hate when, when numbers cross zero mm-hmm. and, and you, you have an underdog that closes as a favorite. I mean, I don't have numbers on that to – figure out what the percentage of the being right is. But uh, it seems like my experience is that whenever you work on something like that, that it's a bad thing. Remember like the Wake Forest NC State game, I think, torqued out that way where uh, Wake, I think Wake might use either yeah. pick them or Wake was like minus one and then NC State wound up winning. Crazy. So, uh, but but I, I think SMU's got weapons, man. Yeah, like, I know. They, I, they, they, they... I'm not sure that either team's going to stop each other, but um, I'm going to I'm gonna take a shot with, with SMU here. Would, you 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 want to you want to I got a, I got a good nugget on the uh, the Navy Air Force game again. See, I don't know. I mean, it's Air Force's first game, so you don't. I mean, yeah, it's gonna like, be a great another great uni game. Take a look at the. Oh, uh, we got. I got the red. Oh, I got the red oh, tails oh. helmet for the desk. Uh, Air Force is busting out the red tails oh, helmet. I got I it for the desk you. Thursday night. The last eleven games between academies, underdogs have covered ten of the eleven. That Navy win last year over Army in the final game of the year snapped a, a 10 game cover streak by the underdogs in those game, academy games. And now you got, and now you got Navy up that big, uh, a week off after that big comeback went over, over my Tulane team, uh, laying six and a half at air force. It seems like a big number. Yeah. I don't, this is something I, I was just thinking about this game and I can't imagine what coach Ken is going through trying to prepare for this game. Air force, only game of the season. It's one of your rivals. You have no film on them. You don't know who's going to be in uniform. And it's just like, that is the, I, you think about a coach's nightmare to have. This is it for Navy. Like he's got to be, now they have two weeks off too, trying to just figure out stuff. I, I mean, I understand you're not, you're not thinking Air Force is going to come out in the spread and have a five-star quarterback that's going to be slinging it around. But just the scenario of how uh, creatures of habit these guys are and knowing, like, the rival, what's at stakes and all that stuff, like, I can't imagine how miserable the Navy staff has been in the last, last two weeks. And now, like, now they got to fend off questions about being a seven-point favorite on the road. Like, that's I, – I, I don't want anything – anything – to do with that game um we haven't touched on mississippi state they take on arkansas arkansas actually showed me a lot last week i was really happy to see those guys out there it it felt like um louisville a little bit last year after you know seeing them for a year under petrino on his way out but it just felt like arkansas had a little juice to them uh which was good to see now they had to take on mississippi state we saw what happens there you know, Pac-12 quarterback comes into uh, the SEC and uh, what happens? You know, can he keep it up the entire uh, 
the entire season. I don't know, maybe not. I'll tell you what, but it's 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 so hard. Like, what do you what do you like these SEC games this week? I'm trying to give people something on, but like LSU, you don't like. All right, yeah, I guess it was pretty tough to figure to figure out replacements for everybody that left the team of a national championship. Yeah, and then Stanley Stingley is out as well. Van, Vandy getting 30 and a half from AM, got a chance to win the game. Now LSU's giving 20 and a half to Vandy. Like, what do what are we doing? We're talking about I'm, Vandy and Arkansas State, Arkansas not winning a game this year or earlier I'm in the year. Kinda, I, I'm kind of mad that you know, like, I feel like Roy Hobbs is a natural. Oh, I should have seen it coming. Yeah. I didn't look like, all excited about the opening week, first week. You forget that. A&M had Alabama. Yeah. Georgia has Auburn. Like, were they really going to be all in, fully invested to cover four touchdowns in the yeah. opening game? Like, Should have seen it coming. Roy, and, nobody could have seen it coming. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and I, don't, I haven't looked. I usually start doing this Friday night, Saturday, and I'm sorry. But, like, Saturday, when I get there and, I, and I'm uh, – just getting, you know, mulling around the house and I'm looking at the kickoff times and stuff like that. And I saw um, Georgia Tech was playing early. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what Georgia Tech does against Syracuse and that's going to determine what I do with Miami and Florida State. And once I saw Georgia Tech, I mean, I know they turned the ball over a bunch, but once I saw like Syracuse beating Georgia, I'm like, there's no way. Florida State can hang with Miami. I know all the trends, and Bear gave me the honest break. Seriously, there was no way that they're at, those two teams are at different different levels, and they're going in opposite directions. That was you know? another live. That was another live betting. Oh, yeah. What did you get? What was it? I didn't even see it live. I mean, I imagine it had 20, to be 20. 29 and a half. Wow. Wow. Yeah. They are not afraid to post a big one, and people are still no, taking and, it. And it wound um, up being nice and nice and easy. Yeah. I Another stay away for me is Texas Tech and Kansas State. Mm. I, I have no idea what to do there. It's a short line over under 64.5. Texas Tech's plus 2.5 right now. Um, Bama, we touched on them. I mean, I gave them out last week. They easily could have covered. Nick called the dogs off. Week, um, week week after K State beat Oklahoma last year, uh, they did they they played that power powerhouse from Lawrence and they beat up beat up on them by twenty eight. So, I mean whether it was just their rival or whether just uh, Coach Kleiman did a great job of getting them back down to earth and ready to play the following week. Like I I, I don't think Kansas State will lay an egg this week, especially if maybe they, they get some more guys back and they keep yeah. a little bit more together than what they've been. But yeah, if you're Texas Tech, I mean, how do you bounce back from that? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, the game was won. It was over. And, and to blow Why up, did they pooch kick? I have they no idea. Go, they go up 15 and they pooch kick. No Texas idea. got the ball at the 40-yard line. I had no idea. I couldn't believe that. Oh. Um, that's – I mean, Bama laying 17. If I had to lean, I'm, I'm going to take Bama. Waddle looked like – as good a player in the country. That freshman, I mentioned his name last week, 31. Will Anderson. Oh, Lord, that kid was playing against high school kids last year. That's scary. Really scary. Does this um, game kind of remind you a little bit, though, of the A&M Clemson game a year ago where it was pretty clear in the second half, like A&M was playing for the cover. I mean, they knew they weren't going to win but they were pretty much playing for the cover just not to get blown out. I, 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 can, I can see them really churning a lot of clock and, and just trying to let – like try and just keep this keep that Alabama offense off the field. Yeah, but then I go back it. to a couple of years ago, and I, I, what did Alabama put 48 on them in the first half? Remember that game yeah. in Tuscaloosa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was just it's, ugly. Alabama's firepower is, is crazy. Jones looked great. Um, Waddle runs every route on the field. I, that that's the issue is I don't I don't know about I don't I don't see how A and M slows them down throwing the ball. A and M in the secondary is a is not strong. I'll just say that. Um, I'm just going down the list of, of other games, just trying to give people a little a little candy. North Carolina giving a bunch at BC. How bad did my Texas State Bobcats get screwed? Oh, oh they, they got overturned totally five. Screwed. 
five calls. Yep. I think it was five calls they overturned. Man. Um, so, this all is, right. This is the, Carolina, last time they were this big of a favorite in a road conference game was Mac's first turn. That, that, that 97 team that, that was so good. That, that they they lost to uh, to Florida State that that year. They, remember the Judgment Day, the Michigan, Penn State, Florida State, North Carolina. We uh, oh, seven. Yes, sir. We were, I believe, we were up seventeen fourteen third quarter at Carolina week two. The old Cardinal came in, awesome, unbelievable atmosphere at Keenan uh, night game. Um, I think it was seventeen fourteen. We were up. We went up. We were winning the whole first half, third quarter. Got lights go on. We uh, they blocked Dre. I think it was Dre Bly blocked yep. a punt on us, and uh, they ended up winning twenty eight seventy. You talk about a stadium going absolutely bonkers. And, and Man, they they had just finished tough. kind of upgrading it, and the, the facility. Oh yeah, yeah, still. yeah. The other end, the other end zone was just. Yep. Oh man. You talk about looking around and just seeing a sea of Carol. Oh man, that was nuts. But uh. Yeah, no, it's it's. I was uh, watching Max Press. He's not happy with his team. He's 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 not. Ha- he he thinks they're uh, reading a little too much. I think, and uh, I'm I'm interested to see how they come out offensively because BC is still a little inferior, even though they got that win yes. in Texas yeah, State. I, That's going to be I, how much BC can try and slow them down. I think. Uh, I, th- but- I think what we learned last week was. And, and we, we kind of had some numbers to back it up and just watching the game, that the Duke-BC game, the BC win week yeah. one, that was more a whole lot of bad Duke and a whole lot of turnovers yeah. and a whole lot more of bad Duke than it was really good BC. And, and that, that game last week, was, I think, was it, I mean, what Duke did last week against Virginia just completely Oof. just backed up that. I mean, you mean, they have 14 turnovers. That is unbelievable to have 14 turnovers in, in three games. Yep. Like like you you got to try hard to do that. So, um, I'm just trying to think. Go at, uh You mentioned Virginia Tech. Shout out to them again last week for doing what they did. We were going back and forth about stuff we're hearing and all that stuff. It's it's pretty crazy. So, um, all right, time for the big Mike happy recap. Brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at over one hundred thousand dollars. Download the DraftKings app and enter code Steve at sign-up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Row the boat, Scotty Mon. Go Gophers. I'm going to go Oklahoma State minus 21. I'm going to go SMU plus two and a half. And right now I have it circled. We're going to be on TCU. Uh, You, sir, can I talk you into putting Iowa State on the board or no? Um, you can't talk me into it right now. I, I have a okay. feeling I'll ultimately go there. I, I do like them. Okay. I, I definitely, I definitely can't see myself right now taking Oklahoma. I, I do like, I do like Iowa State. I'm probably going to put them in the column, but it, I, this this week just doesn't like nothing jumps out. I like your SMU pick. I, I definitely agree with that. Okay. And uh, there's there's a chance we could we could we could double up and match on that. Uh, but but the, the the thing I'm gonna play right now for sure is that that ten point teaser like I had mentioned. Okay, uh, Love I'm gonna it. tease up. I'm, I'm gonna tease Pitt down to four. Uh, I'm gonna tease North Carolina down to four, and I'm gonna tease that total up in the uh, the Georgia Auburn game to fifty four and a half or whatever it is, and and, and go under. Like, I was that, getting that, yelled that, at. That, I feel I feel pretty good about that one. I was getting yelled at on Twitter for giving out a teaser uh, on Daily Wager as best bet. How to do? It won. Okay. Yeah, just uh, okay. so everybody can uh, uh, talk to me about their percentages and stuff like that. But I'm just yeah. trying to give out a winner of a thing yeah. that I like. All right, exactly. uh, pressure's yeah, on now. Lakers funny, minus have... three twenty-five for the series. I'll, I'll Lake, Lakers aren't losing. Okay. Lakers Our NBA yeah, insider yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Felica. Lakers are not losing. Did you did you play did you play our Yanks or did you play you just gonna play oh, against every, oh, Did I play gonna, our Yanks? I just want to make this because sometimes I know you like to play against the Yankees. That way when the Yankees win, as a fan that you are, you're happy that they win. And you don't mind losing the little series bet. See, um, see, here I here I here I am. I, I am, am so I am so mad, furious. Because I had Indians futures. Uh-huh. I oh, had Indians matched up. 
No, 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 no. Okay. I had Indians futures. I had Indians matchups with the Dodgers and the Braves and the Reds in the World Series. Okay. And then they wind up drawing the Yankees. Yeah. And I had all those great preseason props. Uh, and, I, and I played that, that strikeout prop about uh, under 111 and a half strikeouts on the year by a, by a pitcher. <laughs> and who's the only pitcher to come close to going over it and does go over it? Shane Bieber had like 122 or something like that. So he was the only pick. I think, I think, uh, I think your guy DeGrom was second with 104. Mm-hmm. So like it only took one to beat me and Shane Bieber was the guy that beats me. What happens yesterday, Shane Bieber goes out and has the absolute worst start he could ever possibly have. So I feel kind of, kind of good that my boys put a, uh, put a hurt on him after uh, getting into my wallet uh, with, with 120 something strikeouts this year. I love him. I got him at right before the playoffs. I got him at plus six and a half, six and a half to one. Wow. Uh, last night, easy. I mean, Judge, come, come on. That game's over when Judge hits the homer. You know it. Yep. Uh, there. I just let their stat. I, it's it's crazy how baseball's changed. I will say this about in series like this whole dynamic. Like I didn't realize it until. Like the Twins lost yesterday. I mean, I understand they lose all the time, 17 in a row. But, like, now it's it, – the dynamics changed mentally for me because, all right, your, your, your season's on the brink of being over. All right, oh, but we got so-and-so going. But these pitchers don't start – they don't go more than five innings. No. Nope. You know, they don't let them see the guys for the third time in the lineup. Like, it's just a totally different dynamic uh, that's really hard. So, like – I was going, I mean, I'll admit it. I didn't watch a lot of Cincinnati Reds games this year. I didn't watch, I didn't watch <laughs> you, a you, lot. You, you, don't, you don't like a, a 212 team batting average or whatever it was? No, but, not, but not it's like, you know what? Like, you know, how's that manager going to manage things? You know, with, with starters, and now there's no days off in this series. And, you know, we got four teams whose seasons could be over, you know, by the time we get done taping this, with games starting at noon. So it's, it's, it's a really, really, uh, different dynamic I'm, I'm actually interested to see how the bubbles work too when they go to opposite plays and there's no home field i understand um there's no fans but just the surroundings i thought would help home teams if they got that so um anything else before we get to your preakness no i i think we're um, i think we're in uh the spot where I just it's it's hard to, to have a, a definitive opinion for me on a lot of these games right now. So I got I I, I got nothing. I got that ten point teaser. I got I'm gonna lean Iowa State. Okay. Uh, Lakers are winning the NBA championship, and your Yankees are winning the World Series. All right. So I think we're good now. We'll, now we'll try and pick a winner at the uh, the Kimbo. I'm officially on the on the Heat. Uh, I said SMU, and um, I got on that over. I'm sorry, I I can't give it out anymore of the Charlotte. Uh, FAU game, and we're on Oklahoma State. Oh, but by the by the way, there's one one more thing that I'm just searching up and seeing the French Open. Like, like I don't I don't know if any of the listeners' sites have French Open odds still up to to win the tournament. But like, with no Serena, no Bianca Andreescu, Andreescu, no Naomi Osaka, like. Isn't it some? And Azarenka got bounced. She was complaining about the weather and too cold, and particularly got crushed earlier today. Like, how does Halep lose? Like, like isn't Simona Halep like a massive favorite to win this thing? Like, like she should be like Nadal type price okay. uh, on the women's side. So, uh, I would see like at the at the end of the day, if they repost uh, odds to win the women's rock, I, I I don't know. Like, she she's got to be a massive favorite now. All right. Good to know. Get your Halop money in. Um, all right, that's going to do it. Let's get some Preakness picks uh, before we get out of here. As immersed as I have been with hockey playoffs, soccer, baseball playoffs, the start of college football, I actually almost forgot that this Saturday is the third jewel of the Triple Crown, normally the second jewel of the Triple Crown the prick to stakes and it, it, it's a pretty uh it's a pretty good betting race i mean you look you have got you've got authentic the kentucky derby champion who took advantage of a uh, very soft easy pace advantage in, in the derby and wired the field he's won six races he's won five bob baffert has won the preakness every single time he's brought the derby winner to pimlico but like why am i so 
uneasy on edge about his chances this, this week. Like, I, I think there's going to be more pace pressure here. I know he's got the outside draw and the speed to his inside, in theory, helps him. But I think if you look at some of the other horses there, notably his barn mate, a thousand words, the Philly Swiss, Swiss skydiver, art collector. There are horses in here, I think, that are going to give him a bit of a problem on the front end. So I'm going to be betting against the Derby winner winning the Preakness. Can he hit the board? Sure, he showed that he's, he's a game animal and, and, and can, can, can stay. But I just don't think it sets up for him as easily it did in the Derby as well. I mean, you look at favorites, typically, they used to be a very safe play in the Preakness to kind of box the favorite and key the favorite in, in the try. Uh, on top, first and second. But you look at uh, recently, uh, the favorite won seven times in nine years from 2001 to 2009. You go back to the last 10 years, favorites only won three. And two of the last three years, they finished sixth or worse, including Improbable, who was Bob Baffert's favorite last year uh, in the previous, who ironically now is probably the best older horse in training. So like the last bad race he ran was in the Preakness last year. So yeah, I think you can take a chance of trying to beat the favorite. Uh, I think you can look at finding some prices underneath. It's been pretty incredible. If you think it's as easy as our authentic overall collector, favorite over second choice, uh, you haven't had the favorite win and the second choice run second in the practice since 1981 when Pleasant Colony won and Bold Ego ran second. You've had instances where the second choice has won and the favorite has run second, but it hasn't run favorite second choice in, in basically 40 years. I'll be betting against that favorite scenario. Um, I'll be looking for prices. If you go back the last seven years, with 21 horses to hit the board, 11 of them were at least 10 to 1, and 7 of them were at least 15 to 1. Look at the odds, for example, of the horse that's finished second in the Preakness going back to 2013. Last year, Everfast was 29 to 1. 2018, Bravaza was 15 to 1. 2017, Classic Empire Fit was second to 2 to 1 when he lost to Cloud Computing, who was, who was double-digit price that won the race. A Cherry Wine in 2016 was 17 to 1. Taylor Verve in 2015 was 29 to 1. Right on Curlin was 10 to 1 in 2014. It's My Lucky Day was 9 to 1 in 2013. So, like, the second-place finisher in this race has been a price, and it's really helped the exotics. So take a look at the price horses there, and don't be afraid to key them uh, in second in the, in the trifecta to really boost your odds. If I had to pick a winner right, right now, I think the two horses I'm leaning towards are going to be Art Collector and New York Traffic. Art Collector has gotten really, really good since the barn change. He romped in the bluegrass, he romped at Ellis Park, and then unfortunately, that ill and had to miss the Derby. And that really affected the pace of the race the first Saturday in September and really helped Authentic. I think he's versatile. I think this horse can be on the lead. I think he can be just off the lead. I think he can come from a bit off the pace. I think if you look at the horses he's beaten, like who knows really what he has beaten. He crushed us with Skydiver in the bluegrass and he beat up on attachment rated Ellis, who was really run very well in the Derby. I think he's going to be at worst second choice in the race. And I actually like him better than authentic, and I think he'll have a big say um, in the outcome of this race. And then New York traffic, I think you'll look, is he really 15 to 1 in the morning line? Or maybe I, I'm going to read that wrong. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes right here. But uh, he packed it in early in the derby. He was kind of wide the entire way around. He sure and, did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And, and, and he, was oh. to, he, he was set to balance a little bit and regress in the derby after running huge in the Haskell where he came back and nearly beat. Uh, authentic beast. He's had a lot of excuses in his in a, in a lot of his defeats. He's been right there with Authentic, I said in the Haskell. He's right there in Maxfield at Churchill. I think cutting back to a little bit more of a comfortable distance, I think New York New York traffic has a a, a big shot. So I, I would I would right now I take a look at our collector in New York traffic uh, on top. And then I would take a look at maybe putting them over Mr. Big News, Jesus's team. Okay. Uh, pneumatic and authentic, those four horses in the, in the second spot in the try. Uh, I'm against Max Player as like a, a win candidate. I think he's going to be a popular price play, but I, I think he's kind of a plotter. He's been really nowhere against elite competition. Authentic and Tis the Law crushed him. Like I said, maybe he can plot up for third, but that's probably about it. A Swiss Skydiver, I don't like at all. I don't like the fit. Uh, with Robbie Alvarado is the jockey for a speed horse like that. She was beating the Kentucky Oaks by one of the longest shots on the board, which you picked 
uh, to win that race. Congratulations, just giving you a pop. And then our collector mm-hmm. crushed her at Keeneland. I think she's going to take money here, but I don't see the pace scenario fitting her at all. I think if she wins, I lose. Uh, Mr. Big News is an interesting horse because he actually ran a pretty good derby. He backed up the win at Oaklawn. He was 47 to 1 in the derby. He wasn't going to get to his law and authentic. It might have been just the fact that the pace wasn't really fast. A mile and a quarter was a little too far with him. But if you look at his buyers and his every race, he's gotten better every single race. So you just got to wonder if he can do that one more time or if he's due kind of to take a little bit of a step back. Again, you look at the negative. He's been crushed by our collector. Mm-hmm. Accession, who is, is a horse, who's a complete outsider, has beaten him. I think he's going to take some money. He'll probably be a little bit of an overlay. Like he could certainly run a big race and, and hit the board again, but I don't know if he can win. He, I might defensively put him on some of my pick fours and pick five. So that's what I'm seeing here. I, I think our, our collector and New York traffic are the, uh, the two horses to really play around with on top of your, uh, of, of your tries and your, your pick fours and your pick fives. I know this is uh, unprecedented times in, in horse racing with, you know, it's a possibility to favorite the, the person who won the Derby is not going to be favored in this race. <laughs> Do you think there'll be enough public money saying, hey, oh, the Preakness is this week. Oh, who won the Derby? Oh, Authentic. Oh, they're not the favorite. I'll take Authentic and won the last race. Do you think there's enough money to make Authentic the favorite at post time? Yeah, I, I think Authentic will, will be the favorite. Okay. Like I said, it's Baffert. So that's it, good it's, for it's us that- if, we got, if we got the old uh, – yes. Yeah, now I collector. think maybe he'll maybe he'll be eight to five, maybe he'll be eight to five, maybe maybe our collector be nine to five, two to one. But I, I just think the fact that Baffert has won the practice every time he's brought the Derby winner to Pimlico, he's had the the, the favorite seven times in the Preakness and and won four of those. So I, I just think it's Bob Baffert, it's the Derby winner. He's the common name. Uh, I think he'll get it. I think he'll get a ton of play, but, but I do think it, I think it'll be slight favoritism. I don't think it'll be uh, I don't think it will be a, a clear cut, like our collectors, like greater than five to two or something. Like, if we can get five to two on our collector, I will be ecstatic. All right. Bear as always is locked and loaded. I hope to see some practice picks on game day this week. I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe we get one or two before uh, <laughs> post time. I'm just going to leave it at that. I know there's producers involved, but uh bear, have a good week and uh, safe travels. Take us away. Yeah, I'm going to try. And maybe, I feel bad that I didn't have time to examine the entire uh, previous card and some of those other state races. But yeah, I'll see if I can if I can slide some horse racing talking. You, you know, you know how it is with these producer types of getting your ear like rap. You haven't even finished your first sentence. Rap, rap. So we'll see what happens. But remember, as was the case with Miami against Florida State that turned out to be last week, and certainly some other uh, in-game betting. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.